Well, welcome back to Flower Sees the Hour, the Smashing Pumpkins podcast. It's been a while since we've recorded, and so much has happened in the meantime. A lot of Billy news to go over in the last month. But more importantly, this is when we finally get to the big dog. The double disc, Melancholy, and the Infinite Sadness. My personal favorite, as I've said over and over again. But I should introduce myself. I am Tim Ramnitz, your host. And my co-host, Ryan Stubbs. Good morning. Good morning. And our other co-host, Greg. Hi. And today... Oh, second co-host. Yeah, he's a co-host. co-host. He graduated. Oh, yeah. First co-host, yeah. Stubbs. Second co-host, Greg. Sound guy, co-host, Greg. Roadie, schleps everything around. Writer, producer. Whoa, he's not getting producer credits. <laughs> he's getting no points on the back end here. I reserve all those. Chief engineer. That's true. Along with us today for the ride is Matthew Howard Smith. He is a has a lot to say about melancholy. Like many of us, he listened to it and first became accustomed to melancholy in his formative years as a young teen. Like first myself. of all, I just want to clarify. Um, I feel like I'm another co-host, so we could all be equal on the same footing here. <laughs> sure, what the fuck? Yeah, make him a co-host. <laughs> he could be a co-host this episode. <laughs> Who else is a co-host? Your dog is over there? Hey, don't uh, break the fourth wall and let people know my dog's here. For <laughs> people that are listening, there's a dog in the room. No, no, there's not. We're in a professional studio right now. I suppose my dog could be there, too. But as you heard in the opening... A lot of people have an affinity and affection for this album. And that person, or some person, mashed up Nicki Minaj and Bullet Butterfly Wings and Zero from the first disc of Melancholy. Did a nice job, too. I like that. Yeah. I mean, when she starts rapping, it really kicks in with the Zero song. It's great. And usually we have uh, Today by the Smashing Pumpkins as our introduction music. We really thought that was more fitting to show a contemporary spin, like how the Smashing Pumpkins just stay relevant all the time. Like they're just on everyone's minds to this day. Is yeah. Billy spinning that tune at Madame Zuzu's or what? I bet he is. That's perfect oh. for the dance floor. Yeah, that reminds me why, we, why we're bringing Matt on as a guest star. Because yeah, well, actually, <laughs> Matt and I... Um, we're actually friends outside of this podcast too. It's not strictly a what? podcast relationship. We are friends, and we're in Chicago. I thought he was just a guest star. He well, is co-host now. Oh, okay. Co-host. Guest, co-host <laughs> He's star. a co-host. I forgot. He's now a co-host. In fact, I'm also in light arms now going forward. Just so I'm in even playing field with everybody else. I'm not sure the light arm. I'm not sure the audience, which is vast for this podcast, is familiar with light arms. I think I edit out the talk yeah, about light arms. I was going to say <laughs> I. Uh, that's usually accounts for about three quarters of the edits. Yeah, me <laughs> dropping lightarms.bandcamp.com yeah. for your free copy of Lightarms this. self-titled album. Because you don't want Lightarms to be associated with this podcast well, in any way. What what brings what down? Lightarms brings no, the podcast I mean, down or vice versa? We just don't want success. You know, Everything. I don't want to be brought down by being really popular. Like Eddie Vedder, you know, <laughs> you just kind of back out of the spotlight after a while because you lose some of your integrity. We don't want Lightarms to blow up. You know, we would probably feel these pressures... It, it's not for us, you know. Well, your plan's working so far. It all brings. <laughs> it's working great. It all brings each other down. <laughs> we all go down together. Yeah. <laughs> continue, yeah. host. No. Host, continue. I refuse. That is dead air. That's just <laughs> host I, number one. I did not enjoy that reference. Sorry. I want to let it drop hard. Uh, but anyway, 
I well, can go was... through some of my notes if you want me to. Oh, we all got some notes on this. I took notes. Greg, did you take notes? I not only took notes, but I've developed a, a rating system that I'm going to be using oh, going wow. forward. And I actually, when we run out of, um, when we run through the catalog and we go back and revisit all the albums, I'm going to that's that will be season two of Flower Sees the Hour, in which I uh, use my rating system on the first two albums, which were not fortunate enough to have received such a treatment. <laughs> yeah, what? I'm sure we'll <laughs> want to go back and do that over with your treatment. My my rating system is an undeniable, indisputable methodology in which we can compare all of the Smashing Pumpkins material on a level playing field. We should also have a a, a separate episode about methodology, and you know we can. Oh, we're at we we're about to have that episode okay. right now. Do we have it now? Okay. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't aware. No, I, I'll, I'll spare you all. Yeah. No, you can do it. I'm, I'm we'll really just interested we'll, to hear we'll, it. Okay. Is well, this the time to? I mean, is this more of a footnote? Let's let's mix it up. No, let's get right into it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I didn't finish introducing <laughs> oh, our yeah, guest. Basically, our co-host Matthew. Feel free to Smith. go on more and more about me. Take yeah. your time. <laughs> yeah. Well, Matthew Smith and I are in Chicago for to hang out. You know, we're going to see some football out there. Because we're jocks when we're not doing music podcasts. We don't know. We don't need to go into any details on the game that we saw. The outcome not really relevant to this podcast. I would point out. I mean, actually, I know I could rub it in here, but I, I agree. It's irrelevant. No yeah. one cares. I'm not, <laughs> so. I'm not interested. I'm really not interested. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no one is interested. So I will move right by that. And uh, we are in Chicago, which is famously the home of one William Corgan, right? That's where the Smashing Pumpkins started. Did you, I thought you were going to say go, deep dish pizza. Did actually. you guys go there to, like, scope him out? Were you, like, creep yeah, stalking? Yeah, I wanted to. That's, I yeah. wanted to, but I was... Let's talk about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we can talk about that. Tell and me that's about what, the fantasy. That's where Tim I'm going had a here. rental car and a dream. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I did. And you destroyed that dream. Because what we were there for football, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. we, we both had our wives with us. And so it was a couple's thing, and we went to a lot of <laughs> restaurants and stuff. And then wh- I, wa- I wanted to go off and see Madame Zuzu's. That's Billy's Tea House he opened up in North Chicago. And I had a rental car for once because I'd been there for work before, but you always just taking cabs. And I had this rare opportunity to go to Madame Zuzu's, likely meet Billy, likely play guitar with Billy, likely join the Smashing Pumpkins because it seems to be anyone can join nowadays. Likely have some excellent tea. Yeah. Well, and at the time, you didn't know like was Billy going to cool be there. Merch. Lots of cool, like new age merch. Likely open your mind. Take oh. yourself back I'm to the, the Saturday. Open minded person. Take yourself back to the Saturday. You, you didn't really expect Billy was going to be there. Now, a little foreshadowing, but at the time, you thought, hey, maybe no Billy, but we go have some tea, check it out. Mm-hmm. He owns it. Mm-hmm. Well, that was wait, you, that's wait, how it was you, presented. But in the in the mind, Billy was there. There was a no, guitar Greg, involved. Guess what? <laughs> Billy was fucking there. Oh. It turns out he was there spinning, what? being a DJ that night. At he Madame tweeted Zuzu's. it out. Had a great time last oh. night, spinning tunes all night. And we didn't go. I mean, he was know. there. Wow. He spun yeah. like something ridiculous. He spun like Siamese Dream or something hilariously stupid like that, like his own record. So he got oh, up no. and pressed play, and <laughs> yeah. 47 minutes later was oh, he, done He was doing DJing. all <laughs> SP tunes is what he said. So I don't know what that means. He was, oh, he was trying to promote the new album, I think, or something. But so he was there. And next Nothing like morning, promoting a new one by playing an old one. Yeah, I was going to go, but the next morning everyone was bitching at me like, no, you got to stay for lunch. And I was like... God, yeah, I hate you guys. I don't want to stay around you guys one more second. I want to go hang out with Billy. But 
I stayed around and the whole thing was shot and I'm never going to go to Madame Zuzu's because I'll never be back to Chicago. And that, that's why Matt's here now because he's one of the people that prevented me from going to Madame Zuzu's. That's the only reason I'm here, so I'm going to take off. All right. <laughs> See you guys. Oh, I forgot the old thing. We, were, we start oh, yeah, every episode yes. with a quote. Well, I started with and, a quote about Billy. And don't forget errors and omissions. Yeah. Errors and, and we're going to have to make those up because we didn't. Because just so long ago no we recorded last, I cannot remember how many times Stubbs made an error last time. But, One uh, omission you guys have had is not having me for any of the previous podcasts. As a co-host, you should have been there. That's on you. You would think so. That's on you. Co-hosts are expected to show up. <laughs> but uh, the, quote, the quote, yeah, the start this, is... Fuck Anderson Cooper. That's the quote, and that's from Billy himself. <laughs> he made a t-shirt saying that just two weeks ago. It says, fuck Anderson Cooper in big letters and has cats on the front. I kind of want this t-shirt. But it's because um, Billy, in the last couple months, appeared on the cover of some Cat Fancy magazine. It's not called Cat Fancy, but it was some cat magazine out of Chicago. Cat Fancy-like magazine. Cat Fancy Gago something like that to mm. make it known as from Chicago. I think it was called Paws. Not P-A-U-S-E, but P-A-W-S. Like a, a play on the animal paws. Well, it's not a play. You're just saying you're animal paws. <laughs> <laughs> it's not playing on anything. You're saying, here's an animal. Here's the animal paw. But he was playing with paws it, but there, on the cover. It would only be a pun if he was like pausing a recording or something. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It, it, paw. I was, he was saying, press pause. And then he said, here's a cat paw. And then paw. here's a cat paw. Here's a monkey paw. <laughs> Make a wish. All right. I, Stubbs gets it. Yeah. You're all over this, these <laughs> puns. I do want to point out one thing on the t-shirt, though. If you look at it, it actually says, fuck you, the Smashing Pumpkins. On the t-shirt? And then Anderson Cooper at the bottom. Yeah. Oh, does it? If you it? look at it from top to bottom, the well, Smashing Pumpkins Yeah, they still didn't get their name on there because they had to you know, move the merch. Well, actually, I watched the Pumpkins. interview with Anderson. Well, not interview. Anderson what Cooper is, yeah, did a why, little bit. What is his beef with Anderson Yeah, let's back Cooper. it up. I don't here. understand. All right. I was getting there, but y'all jump into their stupid <laughs> shit. So, okay. This, po- this podcast like can only P-A-U. be 15 minutes yeah. long, so you we can cover a lot of ground. pause what hey, I was saying let's for press, a stupid reason. Let's press and that's pause the right here. way to use it. Let's press pause here for a minute. And now I'm holding up a cat's paw, so the pun works. <laughs> but, um... He was on this magazine for charity holding a cat, and he's like big bald head holding a little cute kitten or something. And then Anderson Cooper saw that cover, and that cover was bandied about Pitchfork and places like that. Everyone's saying Billy's lost his mind. But Anderson Cooper saw it, and he's like started getting really offended, like with his own mortality. Basically, he's like, "Oh, we don't want our rock stars to ever to age and do stuff like this. We want them to always be pretty and young." But I guess we have to accept the fact that some get old and become suburban. And, oh, the thing that really pissed me off is Anderson Cooper, who probably got this line fed to him by some writer, was like, we all know Billy Corgan. Anderson Cooper writes all of his material. Well, no, this particular line was glaringly written by someone else. Yeah, he's casting aspersions right now on Anderson Cooper, and I don't like it. I won't stand for it. I didn't sign up for that. AC Coops, I'm a fan. However, in this instance, he was way off. He he starts going. Usually he's spot on. Yeah. Let's just clear that up. Okay. He's always spot on. And um, he said something about, well, Siamese Dream, you remember those days, really sounded like my bloody Valentine. I was like, what? It's like Anderson Cooper can just pull that out. Come on. He got some 
writer. Some wait, why why can't Anderson Cooper know who my bloody yeah, Valentine yeah. is? Yeah, Anderson Cooper is well. He's I'll tell uh, you why. Probably of an age where he may have liked. He may my, have gone to a my bloody Valentine concert at some point. Nope, mm-hmm. that's not. I'll tell you why it's not possible because if you ever get to that high in your profession where you're the man, you have your own show on TV. That means that's all you've worked on for the last 20 years. He had no time to go to concerts. He had no time to become a music nerd. <laughs> okay. All he knows all right. is logic, news. Your logic news. is flawless. Okay. All he knows yeah. is news and war zones. <laughs> okay. That and now, yeah. how, else could, how else could one ascend to such a position if they weren't working 100% yeah. of the time? Yeah. yeah. Why do you think he, you're stuck he in some dumbass job? Yeah. Because you're not do, working hard enough. Yeah. You do all this other stuff. <laughs> And don't concentrate on your profession. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm taking notes about podcasts on the train to flipping Philly, real estate you know, when I should be, you know, concentrating uh, on the deals and all the money I'm supposed to be making. But that's the thing, Tim. I am really successful. Mm. So what do you have to say about that? Well, I would. You did remind me of the notes we were all sharing today. Yeah, and I would like to tell well, maybe we people should, out maybe there should, of the, um, the no- chain of notes. I think the chain of notes yeah. is pretty humorous I mean, today. should we bring them up in the context of the songs that we're going to no, be talking I'd, about? I just want to do a little preface of how it went. So first, we're all talking about what notes and emails. What, we're taking little JPEG shots and sending each other. And started we're hitting with, all the right notes, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you're getting in the spirit of things now. That's better than Stubbs' non-pun with pause. <laughs> hey, let's hit pause here for a second. <laughs> but it started with Greg sent a, a little snapshot of notes he was taking about the Smashing Pumpkins, like something he'd written down. And Stubbs sent another snapshot of what he was writing on notes and said something like, this zero is awful. <laughs> and that was his note. Hey, I sent the first note. Oh, that was okay. you? Okay. Yeah. You sent I, it. It was very early in the morning. I was on the train. I was having to listen to Melancholy, which we'll get into shortly, and uh, that was my that was my note. And I thought it was sort of funny to uh, send it to you guys in, in preparation. It and was. it worked. Because, I enjoyed it because we yeah. all started sending notes. We started the sharing rest of the our day. notes with great. each other. And after that note, uh, Matt shared some notes saying how he was going to pretend to say he didn't listen to the album, which he didn't do. I was looking forward to that. It's true. I, I had a whole shtick prepared, if you will. Do it. Just do <laughs> it. Just over. Just, over, just you know, back up and do it. So do the shtick. My, my <laughs> podcast notes here say, pretend that you listen to the wrong album in preparation for tonight's popca- podcast. What did you say? Popcast? Popcast. Easy for That's me to say. That's what it is. And I put in parentheses, Popular. rumors by Fleetwood Mac, <laughs> question mark. Great, al- great album. Let's talk I about never it. listened to that album either, so oh. I wouldn't have anything to talk about. Mm. Then I said, pretend Billy Corgan is dead. That's the one I liked when I saw Give that eulogy. I, I, I wanted to hear the eulogy. Yeah, did you write the eulogy? No, I never got beyond this initial concept here. <laughs> so. mm. You're but more you put, of an idea you man. You put some work into it, and that's impressive. And then I know? did just say, make fun of podcast, which I've got plenty of time to get that one down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was his notes, and then uh, I think I added... My note was just a big heart with me and Billy inside of it uh, entwined. And then Greg sent another note. And I think by the end of the day, I was just sending notes that featured uh, dicks going into Stubbs' mouth because I was very offended by some of the notes he was sending making fun of Smashing Pumpkins. You just lost the soccer mom demographic right there. I know. They're on board because they want some titillation. After their boring ass life and day, they want to hear someone talk wanna, about dicks. They want to hear somebody talk about drawing <laughs> really bad pictures of 
you know, Pac-Man eating a turkey leg. It. I can't even say it. Pac-Man yeah, eating it a looked, turkey leg. It looked like Pac-Man eating a turkey no, leg. No, it was really a understood. dick really blasting through the back of your skull. <laughs> <laughs> and it said, Stubbs, this is you. That was, was my surprised. notes on the album. When yeah. I saw it, I was surprised okay. because I was expecting the usual dick in mouth, but the fact that it protruded through the back. It speared him. Yeah, it, re- it really did. It was violent. Oh, yeah. Sexual. That, that's, that described my emotions at the time perfectly. <laughs> sexual violence. <laughs> and that's and how I felt about this. Yeah, notes. I just felt like it was a warning that that could happen to anyone, <laughs> you know. So that's just to give you a picture of the kind of thought that went into the show today. We all exchanged notes all day, and that was the culmination of our ideas for this show was our notes. Before we get into the actual music, we all have certain memories to share of this album. I know I have some memories. Because I was a teenager when I first heard it. And those kind when you Why hear it, must I be a teenager in love? What is that? <laughs> what, what song is that? I don't even know that song. <laughs> Keep going. We could have sung like Teenage Wasteland or something. Bob O'Reilly, I mean. Well, then you is that sing, Everly then Brothers? You sing. Teenage Wasteland. You should have sung Teenage Wasteland. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Keep going. You're a teenager in love. What was that other song by Weedus? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a teenager dirtbag. Yeah, teenage dirtbag. That, that would be a good one. I'm just a teenage dirtbag, baby. Mm-hmm. Teenage I'm... Dream, Katy Perry. Ooh, yeah. yeah. That'll go with the uh, Nicki Minaj intro we ha- did. We're going to hit all the top 40 tonight. Mm-hmm. Hey, would you rather Nicki Minaj or Katy Perry? <laughs> so gross. <laughs> the, the cadence in your. Hey, would you rather stop dodging uh, the question? Tell me, answer. Tell me. We're gonna start with that. <laughs> Matt, what's your answer? Dawes. Katy Perry. What do you like? Come on now. Oh, you just looked at me like it's Whoa. an obvious racist choice yeah. for you. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the question. Right? Yeah. This is a. <laughs> I'm not really an ass man as much as uh, Katy Perry. She's got it upstairs. Uh, let, yeah, let, I mean. let, yeah, this is actually a listener. sociological experiment, <laughs> and we've determined that one out of four at the table is racist. For the listener, I want to show that Matt pantomimed the very large breast yeah. on his own body. Yeah. So racist, um, bigot, um, chauvinist. We saw Nicki Minaj on SNL. Me and my wife were watching the performance, and she has an abnormal body now. Yeah, her butt is According outrageous. According to you and your, you know, thoughts of what a woman should be, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> abnormal body. I mean, skin color was abnormal. It was too dark. This is the part we're editing this one out. out. <laughs> no, I'm not going to edit it out because everyone knows that I real. really don't feel that way. Yeah, and I'll take anything. Yeah, sarcasm is protected as a constitutional right. We are Charlie. Real quick, and, and Stubbs is back, and we're going into this territory. Do you mind if I just jump in with my scale real quick? Give me we're going to get to your well, scale. I wanna, Hold I on, wanna, but, <laughs> but I want to know from you guys as we go through it, because I'm going to do something different on this podcast. I'm going to do a little math behind the scenes, and when we get to the end, math I want to see if if we walk the walk, talk the talk. Or stalk the stock. I stalk the stock with Dave Grohl. And at the end, I want to see if, you know, if if... We have come into this with preconceptions because, you know, that's important. Not I me. think I think because we're doing a podcast about something that's so old and also came out when we were in a different 
mindset when it came out and we had different life experiences and expanded mindset because we were all high (laughs) but a lot of times Stubbs and I you know kind of have these epiphanies or moments like you know hey you know what I never thought of that I don't know it just like I went back and listened to some older episodes too and I think a lot of times Stubbs and I are a little bit more open to the context of where we were at the time you know Tim's you know, everything's great. This is mm-hmm. the best album. Every song's the best song. No, you know, just I'm, blindly. I'm fair and balanced. Tim, yeah, Tim doesn't really understand that things change. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't change. The album's the same as it was back then. Yeah. <laughs> Only you change. And for the worse. What? <laughs> You're right. But I, I, I am just curious, though, when, when we when we step through this thing to see if, if, uh, if these if songs. We go, when we go through the And I'll be class. curious to hear everybody's favorite track on the entire album. Yeah. I'm like curious. I'm curious about the the scale. I'd, I'd, I'd also be curious scale. to hear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> getting high. <laughs> oh yeah, this remember? is what I remember. remember? Melancholy and the infinite bluntedness, <laughs> right? <laughs> the infinite rippedness <laughs> all day in class. Melancholy and the dub bub bong. That wasn't as good as yours. Damn it. <laughs> Dub-bub-bub. <laughs> did, did you have a bomb called the dub-bub? Well, dub-bub is just a descriptor for the double-double-bubble bomb. No, I'm not. <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are talking about. What a square. <laughs> but I also, uh, I'd also, i also like to hear... Uh, more weed sound effects? I would like to hear more weed sound effects. They will be in my head for the rest of the time. But uh, how all of you felt. Or what was your first impression oh, of the album? That's what I like wanted to get to. Well, I have a story there. Like, yes, I wanted to get to stories because that's why they made such an impression on me <laughs> as a young man because I was a teen and heard them at some significant times in my life. And that's what made me a big fan. I'll go last because mm-hmm. my stories are sweet. Okay. So, we'll so if I could jump in with a quick story about Siamese Dream, I'm sorry. I, I wasn't around for the last podcast. It'll be quick. You're a co-host. You should have been here. So I remember I was obsessed with MTV, so I, I found out about bands through MTV, and that was it. There weren't a lot of other avenues back then. The radio, MTV, you couldn't just Google stuff. And I remember Cherub Rock came out, and I was kind of, eh, so-so on it. Then I was homesick. Yeah, that was a prior episode when we talked about Simon's Dream. Yeah, yeah. In two episodes. There, yeah. You, me, but, you missed that one. As a cool story. But I was, Thank you for sharing I was homesick great. one day. I was homesick one day, and then on the radio today came on. Were you really sick or just faking no, it? No, I was really home? sick, believe it or not. And back then, you hear a song. You can't just Google it and hear it again. So I, I listened to the radio for two hours waiting for them to play it again, and they did. I told my mom, we got to get to the record store. Siamese Dream was mine. Hey, Mom, put down those groceries. We're going to the record store right now. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Matt, and first you have to clean your room. Shut up, bitch. Take me to the store right now. Music is my life. I've been listening to this for two hours, waiting for it to come back on. Two hours, Mom. You know how much time that is? You don't get it. I took the keys and I said, either I'm driving myself I'm go or you're driving me. blow my brains out. <laughs> don't do this. You're ruining my life. It's already ruined. <laughs> Matt, hey, Mom. Matt, Matt settle so down. Much. Have a pudding pop. Mom. The song is called Today, Pop. not Mom, Tomorrow. Why do you think I all the kids now. at school call me Lardass? Because you keep feeding me Pudding Pops. My life is shit. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, everything will be okay. Just put this Pudding Pop in your mouth. Lick it. Slurp, slurp the Pudding Pop. Everything will be okay. 
Put your, put your head in my head. Put your head in my bosom. Uh, it's so good. It tastes pretty good, actually. Put your head in my bosom. Oh, bosom. my God. This is Matt. delicious. Matt. This is tasty. I want to tell can you I, something. Can I have another one? Matt. Before you Matt, do that? I want to tell you something. What? I'll give you what? I'll give you a pudding pop really soon. Well, it's kind of melting all over me, so grab another one. What are you going to tell Matt, me? I want to tell you something. I've never <laughs> told you before. <laughs> Mom, what? I'm already so fragile right now. What are you going to tell me? You're a real boy. I, I, You're not a puppet. Mom, don't. Don't. Don't say that unless you mean it. Take this pudding pop and put it in your mouth. <laughs> Slurp on it. I love you. So I love you, son. <laughs> so good. You're a real so boy. Good. You're a real boy. Okay, let me call that radio station yeah. no, real quick. Yeah. This is Matt. Can you play today again, please? Make my day. <laughs> and that's exactly what it was like. <laughs> I'll tell you something. Um, I had a similar story, but it didn't involve my mom. <laughs> it involved a candidate for the Miss Petite Teen USA. If you Go will, on. Yeah. yeah. And now you guys can play act to that. It'll Hi. be me and her getting it on, right? So go ahead. Hi, Tim. I'm, <laughs> I'm from the Miss Petite USA. Pageant. Oh, really? How much do you no, weigh? Where I want to make sure you're actually petite. Why am I in Littleton? Is this the uh, is the pageant going on here? Well, you may have forgotten, but you are the cousin of Tim's friend, so oh. you're here because I forgot. I'm really dumb. I'm just in the petite. That's contest. a stereotype, and I'm not here. I think you're really smart. No, you're really the, pretty, and you're a bright person. It's no. It's about Miss Petite Brain. It's not about Miss Petite um, in physical stature. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Petite Brain USA, I'm here for you. If we had any listeners, they'd be turning off the podcast right now. <laughs> well, uh, so should we get they'd that? They'd be turning it up, man. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> but it was that wasn't as good as the as as Matt's mom. Well, that I went to it. I went to a place I'm more familiar with, Dark Emotions. <laughs> I'm not really good at role playing happy hookups. It just wasn't part of my teenage life. Yeah. But that moment. Uh, my neighbor was getting me into uh, Smashing Pumpkins, which started with Melancholy, actually. Then I went back to Simon's Dream. Whoa. Poser. Yeah, but we were listening to Melancholy. Such a poser. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. You weren't contemporary time. with Siamese Dream? No. Oh, actually, I did have the Today's Single. I like the Today's Single. Single. The Single. This dude is not no, legit. No, it was on CD. This dude is not legit. And I remember the B-side was Hello Kitty Cat, and I hated it. <laughs> I'm like, this song is terrible. I don't like any other songs. I just want Today. And so I never got Siamese Dream. And then Melancholy, though, the kid next door was teaching me how to play guitar. And so we'd play guitar and then like... Hey, Tim, come over. i got to show you a few licks on the guitar. <laughs> licks. Hey, mom, I... hey, mom, can I go over to Todd's house? He wants to show me how to play Smash Jim, Pumpkins on stop guitar. stop talking to your mom. Get over here. i got <laughs> but, some licks to show but you. But Todd wants to show me how to play guitar. Tim, your mommy's indisposed right now. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> so you can do whatever you want. Just make sure you're home by the end of the week, okay? You're my second son, right? I can't remember. Tim, I don't know what that was. Just get over here and play some licks. Yeah, and I did. I went over there and played some face-melting licks. But, um, oh my God, how embarrassing. That was a Simpsons voice on my phone. But, uh, anyway, so we were down there, and because Miss Petite, this is my friend's cousin. She was just visiting for the weekend or something. And I had never drank before in my life. And she bought us a bottle of rum. She was 18. And 
I think I was at, s- at that time. Kids could drink when they're eighteen. That's right. Yeah, she wasn't old enough to buy. When liquor. was this? The sixties? <laughs> Maybe eighteen oh nine. How would anyone get liquor if they weren't old enough to buy it? Hang out in front of the store, especially if you're Miss Petite. Ask Todd. You he's walking in. Yeah, in between his guitar Petite lessons, USA, you get liquor. Yeah, she a lot was, of different she ways. was a contestant or something. She didn't win anything. But um, just so for that clarification. I mean, I don't want to like make the story sound over the top. Yeah, you know, like I was <laughs> hanging out with you know, with Miss Petite you know, Team I USA. Not, I would not be it's able to get the the winner, but it yeah. was just right after she lost the contest, so she was feeling awful. Anyways, you had never heard of Siamese Dream, and then Melly Kai came. Uh, yeah, we actually listened to like I remember we um, we only come out at night was the song we were listening to on side two, which we're not there yet, not doing side two today. But I really liked that song. She really liked that song, so we're all listening to it, and then she, well, I take. Seven shots of rum right off the bat. Oh, yeah. And I just passed right out. <laughs> For the rest of the night, I was passed out of my sleeping bag. And I can just remember waking up once to puke and seeing the lights on. And they put a trash can right next to my sleeping bag, which you, I puked in. Why did you take seven shots immediately? Was it just Miss, was it the Miss Petite? I think it was. She was puke. Take another shot. I'm like, I don't yeah, want it. I don't want it. Don't make me. I think you You like could it. have had Miss Petite USA that night if you didn't Again, fall I need to clarify she's not the winner I of the Miss Petite contest. She was just a contestant. Count. So here's seven right but now. But you have small penis, so it all works out. You'll be my perfect size. <laughs> and that charmed me. <laughs> <laughs> I can only take a man with a very small penis. <laughs> I'm petite. And I found you, finally. Todd told me they call you Petite Penis <laughs> on the playground. <laughs> this is all going to work out great. <laughs> but, yeah, so I remember just passing out, and that was my first time drinking, too. And then Melancholy became a big thing for me, and I just got really into it and loved it. And me and Todd later went to the Melancholy Tour when he <laughs> wait, came to wait. Denver. Okay, so the wait, the story goes, you passed out, you got really drunk, and then all of a sudden you really liked melancholy well that night we listened to it for a while before i got really before i took the seven shots and we're all enjoying it and then after that i just got into it and started listening to i got really that song we only come out at night so i asked todd Mm. to give me the copy of the the was his name really todd yeah Todd Nelson. <laughs> yeah, I've been calling. I've been. Used the name Todd. I was saying Todd just as that was the character of the guy giving <laughs> the guitar lessons. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Terminator Two guy. Podcast Todd. Right now. Like I totally pictured somebody named Todd giving you these low rent guitar it lessons. It was. It was Ted. But he was actually he was pretty good at guitar. And he was a normal guy. He played the cross and stuff. He wasn't like a Todd like a stoner or anything. That's why I named him Todd. I yeah, pictured Todd probably... from Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, Todd. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a normal Todd. But, um, yeah, he actually loved the Pumpkins, so he introduced me. We used to play all the songs in his room. That's how I got into it. So your entree into the album was We Only Come Out at Night. Yeah. Interesting. Pretty weird, huh? Yeah. And Beautiful. That's the other song we listened to a lot. I like that one. Both the side, too. Mine was 33. That was the song that got me and made me finally go out and put down mm-hmm. 12 bucks for the album. Great, great really? song. That's one, that's one of the ones that never really stuck with me, but was a hit, too, right? I there were just that. so many songs on MTV and so many videos that I, I was like, I don't need to buy the album. I'm going to hear this 20 mm-hmm. times on MTV. Mm-hmm. But when 33 came out, it was like, I love that song. And finally, I'm, everybody has this album in my neighborhood. It's time that I go and buy this album because I'm out of the loop right now. I'm not cool until mm-hmm. I own this. Did you ever become cool? <laughs> yeah. So long story short, I bought the <laughs> album. became cool right away. <laughs> I gave up my That's pudding a- pop. How- 
habit. <laughs> especially <laughs> cool. <laughs> especially cool because I already owned Siamese Dream and I had heard of it before, unlike you. But yeah, that's true. Matt, just one more pudding pop before you go. <laughs> no, mom, I got to do this myself. I'm a man now. And then he pressed two days. Oh, whoops. I meant melancholy. We only come out at night. night. That can't be higher than a six on your scale. I really, so my uh, first impressions of this album, well, I think I remember, um, you know, first getting in, as we talked about in earlier uh, podcasts, that I was first into, like, the earlier uh, Pumpkins and first heard that uh, single on the singles soundtrack um drown and really liked that song and then i think by the time melancholy came out it seemed you know when you're younger time seems to take a longer um amount lots of time of time that's like a that's as good as a billy corgan lyric that was so deep time seems to take a longer (laughs) amount time is never time at all exactly when you show you could exactly yeah so I, so I felt like it was um, kind of a long amount of time between when um, Siamese Dream came out and when uh, Melancholy came out, but that's not true. Like when, what was the length of time between those It does those seem releases? like a long time. No, it's Th- like three years. Like but they had Pisces and Scared in between. That could okay, be the difference yeah. from like so seventh grade to that's tenth really, grade, that's ninth really, grade. Yeah, when you're when you're that age, that's. Uh, it was because so it it like, Simon okay. Dream was middle school, yeah. and I got that single, and then I didn't. I forgot about him until uh, Miss yeah. Petite. Significant. Mm-hmm. And so when that album was coming out, it's like, oh, these guys are back. Aren't these? Weren't these guys around a long time and they, ago? And they I came didn't know back. If they're just gonna be like the they came here and back. Gone. Yeah. Uh, so to continue my point, um, uh, so it seemed like it was a long time, and then it then it came out, and I wasn't really as into it seemed like the whole kind of grunge uh heyday was kind of past its prime when melancholy came out right what about bush exactly so like kind of the death knells of uh <laughs> grunge were happening at that time and, and <laughs> melancholy comes out I mean, but serious? i remember you're just like gonna walk over a razor blade suitcase <laughs> i i am serious but i but uh when i did Listen to it. I think it was when I was in college, freshman year of college, and my roommate had the album. And I really, I really liked Tonight Tonight. Um, I really liked Thirty Three. Um, kind of those version two of Pumpkins. There's like two freshman different freshman year of, in college. Uh, right? Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, oh, that's you. Went, you went to see you Boulder. That is what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> but year. but actually, this was happening uh, in Lake Forest College. Oh yeah, I forgot you went there. For a year, before you chickened out, mm-hmm. couldn't cut it. Well, the other only other story I have about Melancholy, which also made it a real big album for me, is that my dog died, and oh. I was just getting into Melancholy and the song Muzzle, which we're gonna get to. Mm-hmm. I was listening in my room, bawling my eyes out because my dog was dead. And Muzzle is one of those like teen moments <laughs> where you're just like, this song. Makes me feel better. Just explains everything. Like, Tim's so-called life. Yeah, it was a, definitely like a horrible moment like that where you just stop crying and you're like, all things must surely have to end. You're right, Billy. My dog's life had to end. <laughs> it's like, it like something stupid like that. And it made such a huge impact on me that I loved the record. And I remember playing it in the car with my dad and he made me take the tape out. He's like, this is awful. I even tried to play in the instrumental, like the the intro to the first side, the piano part. 
melancholy yeah, through sadness. Yeah, you figure you, you get parents in, you hook them in on that one. He like just didn't say anything during that one, and as soon as Jelly Belly the factory he's like, "This is uh, horrible. We're not listening to it anymore." I'm like, <laughs> but oh. my dad only yeah. listens to the Bee Gees and Blondie, though. Yeah, not that those so are he, bad. But. So he took out. Smashing Pumpkins record. And, and he, put in, he put my put jaw in right into the tape player. And he's like, you're going to eat this now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have any. I don't. I listened to the Smashing Pumpkins and I owned Siamese Dream and I heard they had a new album out and I went and bought it. I didn't really have Before, like that. Tonight, Tonight. And um, is that the see, first that's, that's no. why we ended... With you, Greg. Yeah. Like, <laughs> with all our stories. Nobody died. Because your story is a topper. Nobody died. No guitar lessons. No, I probably, I think I saw the video for Tonight Tonight, and I was like, oh, okay, good. There you got another album out, and it sounds pretty good, and I went out and bought it. Yeah. Um, and Bullet with Butterfly Wings was the first single, though, right? That's the one I remember hearing first. That was the first really? single. Yeah. They so, went, I, thought, I thought Tonight Tonight was the first That was one. three. It went bullet tonight, butterfly tonight wings. Tonight was the one that zero. just went huge on MTV. Tonight, yeah, so it, on every five so it must have must have been if there was a song that pushed me over the edge, then it must have been that one. I'd say, hey, I'm gonna go get that album. Can we just go through what the singles were? I think it was bullet with butterfly. It's like every other. That was one. I think it's like secret zero was F2. Zero every was other two. song. Yeah. Three was tonight tonight. And then believe it or not, thirty three was a single. It was yeah. number four. No, four was 1979. Five. Five right. was thirty three because right. that's how the box set is numbered. Airplane flies high. They do the five singles and they put stuff on each one for the singles. Those are great. I can't wait to get to those. There's a lot yeah, of great pieces on those. those. I own those. Oh, man. Like the song "Pennies," still a favorite. You're gonna I've do never... one for each each box. <laughs> <laughs> yep, for each four song Whew. disc, we'll have an hour. But how about let's get to the methodology now? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'd like to hear. I'm that. finally ready. All right. It's it's a it's a pass fail scale, and then on the fail side, there's gradients. So. The way I develop my scale is wait pass fail scale. Check this out. That's not all right. So it's not really a pass fail scale because Apple is really weird about hard drive space. Like they think that 16 gigabytes, which really equates to about 14 gigs, is sufficient for people to carry around their music collection with. Mm -hmm. I own a lot of music and I don't stream music. I buy music. Humble brag. Why don't you have the uh, the big iPod, the 128 gig? So, like I do. How many gigs you got? Is this an episode of how many gigs you got? I don't I want so. to. I don't want to give. Let's not give too many direct references to the YouTube podcast right. we love. <laughs> so, so uh, I had a uh, iPod Classic, and the digital to audio converter is of superior, of inferior quality, so it causes the music to distort. So I went back to using a Nano. Anyway. I got 14 gigs. I own like over 100. All right. How many gigs you got? I own over 140 <laughs> gigs of music. So I'm all I don't the know time. What a gig is. I'm all the time like deleting stuff off my iPod. And it's very frustrating because it's always full. So what I do with, out, with bands that have very large catalogs like Iron Maiden or REM or Rush or Kiss or something like that, I go through and I rank all their songs. And like songs that blow my mind get a five. Like New York Groove. Five. Five. That means so it you've go got a one to five scale. Well, it's actually a five <laughs> makes it onto my iPod. Like oh, so, wow. that song qualifies. Wow. So, for example, when we go through this album, I'll just I'll just mm -hmm. give something away tonight. Tonight for a benchmark, that's a five. 
Wow. And the reason why it's important to distinguish the five is a, is kind of like whether or not it makes it it travels with me in my car or it goes with me on my work trip to New York or something like that is you know I think we can all get a gradient so scale. if you what if you just makes it modernized if you just modernized and had for example Spotify right. on your phone and were able to stream songs and be able to download songs mm-hmm. that you wanted for right. a period of time and then like be able to like manage right. your music in that way and be sitting you in... wouldn't have to spend all of this time yeah. with uh, I would just every song, but it's still fun. I no, would. It's fun. Right, you're you're sure. right. I think yeah. we need to get to how you get to be a five. So how many gigs you un- got, bro? We understand between a one and a five. We get that. No, no, no. But it's, how's it? But it's a not five? though. But it's pass fail. How's it pass fail? Five passes. That song's great. It's gonna make <laughs> the cut. Right. We get and the reason why that's important is because then when you have songs that fail that don't make the cut, that's where you actually start getting into grading the songs. And by See, that I mean list. Right. So like number a four is a really a great song. And I would seek it out, and I'd want to go listen to it, but I wouldn't necessarily put it on my iPod. I wouldn't need that song with me, you know, when I when I go on my vacation to Paris, and I want to be sitting there and saying, "Oh, you know what I really want to hear right yeah. now?" Yeah. Can a song graduate from four to five? Paris? If you haven't heard it in a while, Didn't you yes, miss it? and that happened, and that's why I wanted to bring up by Paris. You mean Orlando? Yeah. Anywhere where you just went. So let me just run through the numbers real quick because you guys are derailing and you've taken away well, all of. We got to keep you focused. When I'm in <laughs> Paris and I have supermodels around me, I usually and like Stubbs thinks he's going to be streaming Spotify. And on when the, I'm on the subway, those models, believe. So check it believe out. In me. So there's so you it's it's it. one to five, and there are no halves because if there were halves, then we would just have a ten point scale. So that's stupid to do that. So it's one to five, <laughs> solid numbers there. Stupid. A one is a garbage waste of space. Fast forward if it comes on. I would not even waste my time with it. There's no zero though. Like they, they took the time to make the song. I can take the time. Except to for the song name zero, but a one star. Mountains. Not sure yet. Is there an NA? A two is not garbage. It's not great, but I'll it's still not, fast forward. It's not the band garbage. A if three. It's not the band garbage. You see it's how I just I just keep going through. That's a great three, for the listener. A, a three, separate conversation. A three is a good song. I'll listen to it if it's on, but I'm not going to seek it out. And a four is a great song. I'm going to seek it. Out. I'm going to want to listen to it, but it's just not quite going to be something that when I have to go through and be really selective and get rid of this music because I'm out of space doesn't make the cut it doesn't make the cut I thought you had some kind of mathematical formula garbage. for figuring out which one is a four which one is I a five I do so, so when we're that's what I'm trying to get you to explain we so get like a graduated scale no, no, no. get to the point man I will use this scale to then rank the album and what's interesting about the scale and ranking the albums is standard deviations right so like I could have oh. two Pumpkins albums that both work out to threes they're both they come up with a three average but the one with the greater standard deviation shows that there's more junk songs, and there's also maybe some more great songs because there's such a, a all larger... All right, that's theoretical. They've all been fives, though, right? Well, we'll see how that works out. Because you don't want an album of all threes. You'd rather have an album with half fives, half ones. Well, because... it's interesting. When I went through and I rated my Iron Maiden albums, like uh, Virtual X or X Factor, like two of the crappy ones that came out with Blaze Bailey on vocals, like one of them... <laughs> I don't know. One of them came out to like a four out of five because auto- iTunes will automatically rank the album based on how you rank the songs. And then like other albums that I really enjoyed were like threes. And it was because they had like three or four really good five songs and like less garbage. Anyway, the point is, the reason why this is important is because a song can have a lot of filler on it and then a lot of really great tracks. And unless I'm actually looking at kind of my range in between those i can't really say that one song one album's better than another what so you only um so you will only put albums on the i 
pod, you're not doing this by song. Yeah, right? so, so I like to just, have full albums. Yeah. So when I go through and Definitely. I want to put a full album on, because I, I get pissed when I have when I get like really excited to go listen to I don't <laughs> yeah. know, you know the the you know Peace of Mind by Iron Maiden. I go in there and I only have like two songs. Yeah. I'm like really bummed out. Do you think the Do you think your method is working out at least for your own personal enjoyment of your music collection, dude? From day to day, yeah. Does it, does it work? Yeah, it really yeah. makes this more of like I actively listen to music. Uh-huh. I don't just like. You know, I'm not Johnny music fan. That just, you know, I I got a couple things I downloaded two songs off of iTunes and. So you're saying a uh, <laughs> a so-so album with a couple great tracks does not make it on your iPod, right? But if they're fives, they go on the iPod automatically. Automatically. Time is never time at all. Trying to get this back on track, dude. My my scale would have taken thirty seconds to explain it if you guys didn't interrupt me the whole damn time. So don't even try. So if it's a three, it means it's not by the band Garbage, and if it's a five, that means it makes it on the. No, if it's a two, it's not garbage. The reason why it's it's not zero, it's the reason why it's just not a graded sliding scale is because a two is normally junk on any other scale. On my scale, a two's not bad. Hey Greg, you want to go for a ride? It's, you're missing the point. I want to say one you of could the turn first... this into like a legitimate. You could turn this into like a legitimate podcast oh. where you actually like apply <laughs> some try to apply some kind of type of scientific. Oh, I see what you're methodology, saying. or you could yeah. just sit around and like talk trash about it. But I mean, I'm trying to get some I, credibility here, guys. I, Come on, I read our comments. I've read some of the feedback from the fans. What have the fans been saying? They want credibility. They want statistical analysis. They, they want credibility. They've I come agree. to the wrong place. I agree. No question. The fans liked my MCIS parody idea that's where it's the show ncis but i have all the smashing pumpkins band members playing the cast of ncis billy is gibbs james is Tenozo, drc of course is abby i thought it was darcy every time we have a a new co-host New co-host always thinks it's Darcy. By the way, why would she put think, the apostrophe there then, Matt? You guys think she's why attractive? Why would she put the apostrophe there? You guys think she's attractive, honestly. Some photos, yes. Some photos, no. Well, now she's a crackhead. She looks no, pretty No, no, bad. no. 1994 Darcy. I stood right in front of her at a show once, and I'm pretty sure she looked at me. And she was pretty cute then. You have a lot of so-so stories of standing near <laughs> famous people. <laughs> you well, you I, stood next to the greats. Well, that's the life of a stalker. Yeah. And that's what happens. You don't really get to meet them. That will be the autobiography. <laughs> Stood next to the greats. Oh. Yeah, let's get to it. Please. Please. What is this? This is... Oh, this this is, is So to benchmark it, this is a one. This is garbage. It's a complete waste this of time, and it's really? a waste of space really? on my iPod. Okay. Are you actually going to seek that. out to listen to two minutes of this? When it comes no, but on, if it, I'll but, listen to it. But this is part of the, yeah, the album. You're missing the whole conceptual album. This is a nice... I like Your it when an, when an album has some sort of kind of intro like that's putting you in the mood to listen to the album. I like it, and I think this is... I think they can be... Not so great sometimes, but I think this is a pretty good one. I like this uh, melody line. It's, it's nice, bold. But I think it goes on for a little bit too long. They, there's like a second part of it that is just like, why did you do the second part? This is nice. I think this I is like really it too. nice. I think it's a great... Cons- it's such a deviation like, from what they had done before. It's yeah. so unexpected that it's shocking. When you yeah. first hear it. So I you're think. sitting at 14.43 gigs. You're in the red. you got to delete something. This one's staying on your iPod? It's a yeah, three. So no, it goes. I don't have to make those kinds of decisions. So yeah, you three. You said it's a good song. You'd listen if it was on, but you wouldn't seek it out. That's fair. Dude, right up my scale. Look at that. I would buy a new iPod. 
But you gave it a one. I gave it a three. Uh, yeah, because for me, I don't, I don't, I like to get to the point. I don't do intros. I hate like skits in between songs. I don't like transition but things. How many albums do you listen to have skits? Like Outcast and shit. Yeah, it was really big in the rap days, and all yeah. those. Eminem get one. has a ton of skits. They all get every other track. They keep feeding you and feeding you and feeding <laughs> you. That's a great skit. I like the Wu Tang skits. <laughs> so for me, this would be a one. So just to give an example, but yeah, you know, Matt makes a great point. He said it's a three, and it's exactly what I would describe a do three think, as. Do you think Light Arm should have skits in between their songs? A- absolutely. That'd be good. Let's do the more role-playing like we were doing. <laughs> Just the skits. I think this is a nice little melody line. I like it. I'd be curious if you have Light Arm songs on your iPod. And if oh, you I do, have full you albums. Gra- have you graded Oh, my God. Them? No, because... Stubbs, we should see what he graded each yeah. one of our individual what songs. Did you, what did you grade what did all you grade, What did he grade a Tim song? What did he grade a Stubbs song? <laughs> That's going to be great. Spill it right now. <laughs> but, All fives. But, you know, how long is this, right? Like, it's too where long. Where are we now? I'll tell you exactly. How it, it was. It should have faded out. Like, I agree. It's too long. long. It's three minutes long. Uh, we yeah, can, we that's, can, a, that's we a minute say, and a half too long. We can say this about a lot of Are you saying songs. melancholy is self-indulgent in any way? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it goes back to this could be 15 great tracks so, instead of 30 it could. with some filler. No, I, I prefer I, all killer, no filler. But I like, I like every single song. Okay, I every would, song. Let, so the exception of Cupid Day Lock is the only one I kind of don't listen to. This is a this is a big song. Let's get our thoughts on it. I would say I'm I'm going to not be in favor of a lot of the songs on this album, but I uh, will stand by tonight. Tonight, I think it's uh, I think it's really good. Great song. I I think it still stands up to today. Um, is the greatest and tonight is tonight <laughs> i like the video a lot um i think the production on the strings is a little overbearing um kind of makes a song so between today but, and but, tonight but, tonight but, you're but saying any time of day is right for the smashing pumpkins yeah mm-hmm. nighttime is the right time we only come out at saying. night we only come out at the night time is the we right only time. come out tonight tonight today mm-hmm. exactly so uh, i was actually i was curious uh, for those that have seen the Pumpkins live, how does this song come across live? They played electric live. I, I saw them on the Melancholy tour, and I embarrassed the hell out of my friend Todd, who we already mentioned. By I was Todd's like, getting a lot of airplay. Too. Yeah, Todd, Todd, if you're out there, you remember how I just played air guitar the whole show and <laughs> embarrassed everybody around me. Hey, Tim. Stop embarrassing me with your air guitar. i got to show you some licks. I can't. I feel the music, Todd. I'm just playing. Hey, Jim, t- you're embarrassing me. Where's your mom? Do we all agree this one was a five? Yeah, I think tonight, tonight, I wrote down that I think this is like perfection. Everybody likes it. Let's. But what are some things that we don't like about it? I said the string production. Nah, we, don't need to, we have so many songs we can't. If we agree, that's good. I had what, about, what about the video? The video Fun. was iconic yeah. and kicked ass, right? Yeah, I agree. Really good video. Great, but it was... Um, it was based on uh, I think the we George Milieu or something, yeah. whatever his name, that French guy. Yeah, I watched that. I did too. The... It's Shot to the Moon or something mm-hmm. it's called. Mm-hmm. And it's really similar. I mean, they take a lot of the, but it's an interesting idea. They would take that silent film concept of Voyage to the Moon and create into Do you know a video. It's, it's good. You know who the two actors are? The main man and the woman? No. I think you'd be surprised. As we like Mr. Show a lot. Too. And Mr. Show, it's Tom Kenny and Jill Talley. Oh, really? The two people, yeah. Mr. Show. Now, yeah, that's. A, that's and now crazy. Tom Kenny is like a millionaire because he's the voice of SpongeBob. That's right. So, that's but crazy. yeah, that was back when Mr. Show was a thing, 
Oh, and the director of the video or something <coughs> worked on Mr. Show at some point. Really? And so that's why they pulled Tom Kenny and Jill Talley to do that. And at the time, Tom Kenny and Jill Talley, they're still married, I think. Really? But, yeah. Oh. I thought that was interesting because I never I was reading that about that. That is interesting, Tim. That yes. is interesting. There's our credibility, Greg. Yeah. And finally, some credibility. Yeah, that some was real cool. showbiz talk. But you look back in the video in your head, you're like, oh, it does look like Tom Kenny. Mm-hmm. So, well, that was tonight, tonight, and we should move on to the very next track. Please. So, you guys remember, like the last two podcasts, I s- always say there's like three kinds of Spashing Pumpkin songs. Yes. Like this is this That's is. What I'm saying. Yeah, so this is so the first a glaring example of that. Yeah. Right. All of a sudden, there's the hardcore drop D. Yeah. What are the th- what are the three kinds? So I think there's more like two. Well, this is the the standard chugga chugga no, with the syncopated drums. But you know what? Right. Melancholy blows all that out of the water. There's all different types of songs of no, melancholy. No, there's three. The, the tonight no. tonight is like. Oh, how would you classify Cupid Day Lock? Filler, that's like, like uh, filler. that's the third right. category. Just the totally <laughs> nondescript filler. Yeah, yeah it's a, and because I said it's like you know pretty stock for, to use Lars Ulrich's favorite word, stock man. No, but it's pretty standard. That doesn't mean it's it's bad. I, I liked Jelly Belly. I like it because that end part right there goes into a nice like melodic chorus after being so yeah, dirty at the beginning. I thought it had a really interesting guitar solo. It's 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 definitely a good song, but it's it's pretty it's pretty it, stereotypical. I don't know. I, I feel like it could it, be a Siamese dream. Like song. the rest of the songs on on this album, they're really trying to be pop songs. I feel like they're produced differently than they were in the prior two albums. Oh, that's funny, because like the, they had different producers. Maybe that's why. Well, I, I think they're produced in a much more poppy way, you know, like the choruses on all these songs. So they're, they're the same kind of standard issue um, Smashing Pumpkins songs, but then there's this chorus, like, there's no way, there's no... It's like really trying to be this kind of catchy, hooky chorus that just, I think, really makes it bad. It really makes it bad, and I think that occurs through most of the rest of this album. I love it. I love so you it. think this is not a good song for you? No. I, I, Was it, would you give it a one, like I garbage? A, I would give it a one, yeah. I yeah, would give, I'd give it a one as well. Yeah. Not impressed with this one. Mm-hmm. I gave this one a three. It's a good song. I'd listen to it, but I also wouldn't seek it out. Like, I don't think it's like, I gotta hear Jelly Belly. Like, yeah. I wish Jelly Belly was on my iPod so I could listen to that right now. And I don't stream like Spotify like Stubbs. Yeah. <laughs> but that's true, but I don't do that like on my mix, my like running mix I have. I don't have like any pumpkin songs on there because I've heard them all a million times. Mm-hmm. So because it's all Skrillex or something that just you can keep up with. The Jason table. Derulo, yeah. Skrillex, something to really keep me going on that treadmill ride. Get those pounds off, you know. <laughs> Gotta stay lean and sexy. Is that why you're not drinking tonight? Or I'm so sick of these pounds. Hey, don't break the fourth wall for the listener. They think I'm hammering ripped <laughs> right now. Where's my sound effect? Bong <laughs> rip. That's pretty good. But that's better. Somebody's getting blazed over there. Whoa. Oh, oh. <laughs> 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 oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quagging over here. Got the quags. Man, I want to hear some smashing pumpkins. That's some potent Maui Wowie. Is that still a thing? Oh, yeah. 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 So, like, so to give like a benchmark, this was a five for me again. Stubbs, you want to go for a ride, baby? I want to go for a ride. It's a good tune. It's, still it's a five. Like action. I actually, Too I've gone sale. through to delete pumpkin stuff off my iPod before, and like this one, I just can't delete it. Like I feel uh, like I need to have the song dreams accessible glass. to me. And and again, it's like I've heard it a million times, and like 
Like, you know, and for Col- me, kind of just stand. It holds great. up. And Colorado Radio, this is the only one I remember the DJs on the main station liking. Mm-hmm. Like, the, whatever the one was, it wasn't KTCL. KTCL, they're like, I hate this Smashy Pump because they're so whiny. But this song kicks ass, and they'd always play Zero. And I was like, all right, at least I got a win there. You know, I don't know why I wanted to win with the KTCL bozos. But. Have you guys noticed there are three tracks on this album that are numbers? Does that blow your mind? Wow. Whoa. Not really. Stubbs, what, what, what do you think of Zero? Uh, I just don't like I mean, I think it's still the same type of uh, thing. I mean, that guitar riff is sort of iconic now, and it's just like, you know, it's mainly about the What's sound. It's iconic it's because sound. you can't go to a light arms practice without Tim going. That's right. He only did it once. Yeah. but I think I've heard Tim play that enough to where it's iconic. <laughs> um, I made it iconic for yeah, you. You really did. Tim doesn't make and anything iconic. And Come I mean, on. It, it was you know it was sort of ubiquitous when it came out, and like it's it's really cool sounding. It's really cool sounding, but the you know the actual <laughs> song. Yeah, is how just, are you gonna criticize this when you're like it's iconic and it's cool? Oh, but it sucks. <laughs> Give us a number, Stubbs. Well, no, I, I'm, Give I'm us saying number. it's cool sounding in like a sarcastic way. So you think it's garbage? It's uh, kind of waste of time. I think it's like waste of space. It's uh, it's a snarky like song. It, it so yeah, it fits. I guess I guess it's sort of like that, but I, I also think it's just them becoming something that is just delusional. And uh, but what's delusional about it when they did become the biggest band around at that time? They wrote, they wrote pop songs, and they became the kings of pop, basically, know, for a I, year. I know, and it's sad because I think it And cleanliness is godliness, and God is empty, just like yeah. stuff. <laughs> his lyric, like, his lyrics are fucking comical, and, and then it was played, it was ubiquitous, it was everywhere, and so it, it became, like, it influenced I'm all... In so this is, this is one sad. real point that I have. Yeah, this is... Bullshit. But there's so where Stubbs' opinions are informed by everybody else's overplaying of it again. So, like, this is kind of where we get in that territory where you... How much are you influenced by the song yeah. itself? But go, I didn't mean to cut you off, but... I did, because yeah. it's stupid. But when but when this came out, it was such a production, and um, there was, like, such an intention behind it to become this, like, really big album, and it's just like any other pop album that comes out today that's not very good, that it's, like, this intention behind it to be uh, really big rather than actually being, you know, good music to me. So um, the intention that was fully realized failed somehow. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that, like, this, it's bad. It's shitty. And that, like, this music in, like, it, um, influenced all of the crappy music that came out from, like, 1995 through 2005. Like, all of those new metal bands and all that really awful you grunge. You think new metal came from melancholy and the infinite sadness? Yeah, yeah, does, I do. It, it sounds like Rob Zombie, actually. I think uh, that yeah, I agree a with lot you on of, that. there was a lot of people that was influenced by this, like, this era of So you pumpkins. think Limp Fredder's rapping over metal chords came from Melancholy and Cupid de Lock or some other songs on this album? No, I'm <laughs> saying like the um, how this has been transformed into it's kind of the grunge transforming into pop and a lot of that new metal stuff was um, kind of this attempt to create some kind of pop or um, contemporary music that had some edginess to it, and that was accomplished in in melancholy. Tim, so what do you think about Zero? 
It's great. I I don't like to play it on guitar at all. I don't know that riff. <laughs> I think it's cool as hell. I mean, I don't want to belabor this song because Stubbs has made me mad. So let's move on <laughs> to the next one. Oh, here is no why. I love this song. Yeah, this is a good one. What a great little riff right there. Then it gets heavy. James comes in. It's a nice one. This is all about the teen angst. This is unabashedly about teen angst. What parts does James play? Like, I can never tell. Does, James but he doesn't really play any of the parts, describes his right? parts as drop-ins. Okay. So he'll say he'll be playing along with Billy, and he'll just, like, drop in for a lick. Ooh. Let's get to the uh, next one, which is so iconic. The vampire. <laughs> so, I mean, Those how do lines you... lines should be written on the Constitution. Yeah, They're burned see, Like, into... you hear that and you laugh, you know? Or I don't understand how you don't laugh. So you laugh at it. the world, like, killing people? <laughs> exactly. Sucking them dry like I, a vampire? Yeah, I, I laugh at the content of what he's saying. <laughs> his pain. I, laughing at his pain. I actually his pay yay yay. I wrote the word iconic in my notes for this song. I mean that everybody knows everybody knows the lyric the world is a vampire. People it's like become an internet meme sometimes about, you know, just and also the the uh the other lyrics in the song, um, despite all my rage, I'm still writing a cape. Like yeah. everybody says that, like it's so well right. known. It's I iconic. have to admit when I first that line, I'm like, like that line joke. is stupid, but I love to say it. It's so much fun to say. I like it. I, I like it. It's, yeah, it's it, like so bad it's good. It's, it's so like a McDonald's hamburger. Right. It's so reductive. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. when you're that it angry, like all you want hamburger. is a reductive statement. But when sometimes you want to eat <laughs> yeah. a McDonald's hamburger. You know, it's when like nobody's saying this is fine food. They're yeah. saying it's a yeah. good tasting hamburger. But and... when you have all that rage, you're not going to be eloquent. Mm -hmm. You're just going to say, I'm like a rat in a cage. <laughs> like, that's all you're going to say. I have all this rage. Yeah. I'm like a rat in a cage. cage. Yeah. It's like you just want to express that anger. It's great. But this this is a, this is this song is is the example of why I came up with my scale. Like I love this song just as much as I love Tonight Tonight. I I think the song's great, but for me it's not a 5. It's it got a 4. Wow, really? Yeah, because I've heard it so many times that I don't feel that I ever need to hear the but song. Objectively, I still love hearing the end. But I still think have to admit but, it would be a 5 objectively, not for right, you personally right, because you've heard it so much. Right. But. And so that's why like I was trying to explain my scale and like why it's not just a graded scale of 1 to 5 because there's like so many things that come into play. And this is what Stubbs and I talked about a lot on the podcast is like, how much is this me looking at this album, you know, 10, 20 years later? With and, your jaded cynicism. I've had heard it so many times. And now is it like, am I really, is it really fair? Is my, is my grading of this song accurate? Stubbs just spilled a beer all over the table. I was actually saving the, anyway. So what do you think beer. about this song, Stubbs? Uh, I you know, to me, it just doesn't stand up. Like the lyrics are comical. It's. You know. What do you think about this one? Bullet. Oh, it's fantastic! It's a five. Mm -hmm. I think it's a five. I think it's top three on on album one of. Can I create a new scale, please? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not writing yours down, so. No, I'm. I'm gonna keep it in my own head here. I'm going to rank one to five how retarded Stubbs' responses are to these songs. Well, actually... So for zero, I'm going to give that a five. That was a retarded after saying it's iconic and cool but terrible. And bullet butterfly wings. Yeah, that's a five, too. I think I'd like scene. to go back to my note on bullet for butterfly wings. My note was, I wrote early in the day? No, my note was a drawing of a bullet with butterfly wings taking a crap. And then it was like a smelly pile of crap. <laughs> 
that's what I thought. I wanted to actually. <laughs> that was your most poignant statement yet. Uh, I have to say, I'll give that one a three. I wanted that to, was your three. I'm actually jotting down Stubbs' scores because I'm gonna, I want to compare the the rating, ratings that he gives each song against um, whether or not they were singles. Because I'm curious as to how much of Ooh, and I'm that's, doing that's I'm doing that. I'm that's doing that for myself pop too. Sensibilities yes. because but, I'm, well that and because I'm trying to as we go through the episodes of this podcast look at the impact of like hearing these things so many times versus you know a deep cut that you might not have ever listened to that many mm-hmm. times after you bought the album and it's been 20 years since you heard it and then mm-hmm. you know I've got I've got songs on here where I listen to them today and I was thinking man I used to fast forward this song all the time when I was in high school I just did not want to hear it and today yeah. I'm. Like for for me that uh, here is here is no why track five like I hated that song what I, I loved it. I'm surprised I, good past song. tense I hated it oh. today I gave it a three I said this is a great song I'm listening to it I'm not going to seek it out but it's a good song what's the next song uh to forgive oh I love this song it's a nice little lullaby that's Tim's way of ushering us on to the. Oh, it's getting late and we gotta get through this album. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta keep it moving. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's how it usually goes. We like talk for too long and then like we're listening to the album. How long do you want to hear us yammer about the technique? I was pushing yeah. that scale like, you know, five minutes into it. I was ready yeah, to go. I I'm gonna go take a piss. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll bring the mic, Thanks, man. Bring the microphone in. Yeah, do that hilarious gag where you forget to turn off your huge yeah. unwieldy <laughs> microphone. <Yeah. laughs> And take so it to the bathroom. for future reference, I just go take a piss then, without asking, right? Well, you don't have to ask my permission, or <laughs> yeah. without sharing with here, the audience. Here is your hall pass, Matt. You, <laughs> you may go make some pissing things. sounds into the microphone. Yeah, yeah, see what you can find on that. Yeah, this 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 album right here. I think I don't know if it suffers from being a slow song or being a slow song right in the middle of the album. Or can you play some more of it? Yeah, but other, when it goes back in the chorus, like hold him back. Well, this is I've said this before about other ones. Like, it, to me. We just hit a slump in the album. It's like I just rocked out, and you did. But this is a beautiful song when it gets to the chorus. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I think my note on this when it one finally gets was, to the chorus. This is it. I don't. It's such a nice, beautiful chorus. I felt like. What's your ranking of this song? Mm-hmm. I would give it a two. That's exactly what I gave it a two. I said it's not garbage, but it's yeah. not great. But, I've, but I've given everything else a one besides Tonight Tonight. I so Matt is in the bathroom. You gave Tonight Tonight a three. I'll but do I'll Matt. Matt's it giving it, give it a five. Matt's giving it a five. Fuck you, an ode to no one. This one, Billy said, he turned up everything to 11 <laughs> and had his headphones on next to his amp. Because he had to like, muffle everything out. Something weird like that. Yeah, I said if this song were a color, it'd be the color gray. It's kind of meh for me. But it's still got a three, which is probably confused you guys about my scale because the like, three's not that bad. I think that one's a one for me personally. Yeah, I don't... I don't really get it. I mean, I sort of like the beginning uh, guitar chuggy chugginess. Uh, there's something that I sort of like about that. But then, like, it gets where, into that. where does it go? Yeah. Like, where does the song go? This why? Why would you even record this song? It's like, okay, you've got this little thing going, and like that sounds okay. And that's what I think a lot of these songs in kind of the second half of this, uh, the first disc of this album is just like, why are you doing this? Like, give us some mercy, Billy. Like, this is just like your ego coming out and wanting to 
create these songs and then they go on forever. Can you can they I read you forever. can I read you what I wrote about? This what is the one that I wrote. About? This is There's only 3 songs you could say like that. No, this is I I, just, I exactly said I said I mean 5 minutes of this really do we really need to hear this for the for 5 full minutes? This yeah, could have been a leftover or bonus track. You don't have to record every idea that comes into your this mind. This is and make the kind of song. song where yeah. if there's another competing voice in a uh, band in the band that has some creative no, contribution, but- they could stand up and say Billy I'm just not feeling this. Why don't we add in this or that? Or, or, or bring or, their own song to the table that's better than this. Yeah, and you say and this, this one, one is on the cutting bonus room track. floor. No, but if yeah. that person was me in the band, it'd be like, this song is great, Billy. There's nobody who says no to Billy in this my, band. That's the problem. Great. Everything you do is great. That's not true. I am objective. Next but I think, song. But I think there's enough, there's kind of enough uh, magic that happens between what Billy Corgan does on the guitar and the songs and what Jimmy does to, to make it. Yeah, that's interesting. Know, What's the next song? Uh, love. And this Ooh. is this is a this is an like example. This. this is a five for five for me yeah. now, and I hated this song like a long time you ago. Called it, this is a five for you? Yeah, really? and I think, that, but this Ugh. is that context that I was this talking is... about before. I always skipped this song back in the day, so yeah. now it's like this is like a new pumpkin song. It's for like me. a it's like an electronic song. Well, that was it's the other cool. Yeah, I said this, totally different. This is kind of their adore. Like this yeah. was the first. You have a drum machine. You have like their, yeah. This just, was your first kind of like look ahead of to what's going to happen after this album for them. In my opinion, I can't wait till we get to adore because I need to critically listen to that album. I feel like the song was uh, like the genesis of it was they just like. Put some phasers together and put some like noises together, and then he started like singing this crap over it. And then it yeah, it's a just song. to showcase the synth thing that he's doing. It's not really creative. It's like, hey, I found this one thing that when I twist it and it makes this weird synthesizer sound, it's mm-hmm. a funny effect. But uh, an effect is not a song. You know, there's a similar song. You could say that about every Jimi Hendrix song where he uses a wah pedal. It's like, oh, just using an effect. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> What is after love? Snooze fest. You know what's odd about this song is, is I didn't really care for this one when I was a kid, but a lot of people around me seem to like it. Is this a pre like it sounds like some kind of pre programmed synthesizer that like came out of the box and you like <laughs> press the little synthesizer uh, progression and this is the noise that comes out. I remember reading some critical review of this at the time, which cited this as like the best song on the album. They said this song is so genius. It's like it's a Rolling Stone, I believe, because that's all I used to get as a kid. And like Cuba de Lock is such a genius song. I'd never heard it, so when I got the album, or when I finally did buy it after listening to it at Todd's house so many times, I listened to this song. Hey Tim, get yeah. over here. I got some licks and this. I got a new song to teach you. <laughs> hey Todd, can you show me how to play this one on the guitar? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You're my bitch. <laughs> this, is the, this is the summer of you being my bitch. I don't want to talk about Cuba de Lock. Where does it go, though? Where does it go? Yeah, Can I you mean, fast forward it a little yeah. bit? Well, skip. Okay. Skip. Fast forward Next gives one. it a one. Yeah. It's a one. Okay. So this is Galapagos. I don't know. I don't know what to think is, about uh, this song. This is another, it falls into the category of Smashing Pumpkins song type two. Right. This is kind of like with disarm, but this is tonight, like tonight. the song Thirty Three almost. And Thirty Three, but it's Thirty Three like, is vastly superior to this one, though. This is this, this reminds an unfinished me, thought. It's just not as peppy as Thirty Three. The yeah. next song is Majestic. 
Yeah, the muzzle is awesome. This is the one that made Tim cry way back when. No, my dog's death made me cry. Triplets. This drum fill triplets. Stop crying. Wait, is this muzzle? Yeah. Okay. Muzzle. Love those triplets. My, uh, my note, I didn't send this note, uh, the picture of this note, but my note was muzzle, yes please, for Billy. <laughs> that response gets a one. <laughs> Good track. Yeah, muzzle's good. That's a five. I that makes muzzle. the cut for me. Five. Yep. I love muzzle. I'll give it a three. I makes wouldn't go cut. as high as five. It's good, though. Let me hear a little bit more. I probably listened to that one more than the other hits. Uh, was this a hit? Did they, was this on the radio at it's all? Like, no. It's like a magical mayonnaise song, which is just one of those great album mm. songs. Album track. Album yeah, track. This, very, this could have been a great single. Actually, they played this on Conan O'Brien when they were uh, back in the day. Because I remember uh, hilarious Max Weinberg did this funny like skit with the pumpkins really? on Conan O'Brien Late Night where he was like trying to sabotage their performance of Muzzle. So he threw <laughs> some marbles out at DRC and she tripped on them. And then he uh, tried to shoot James Eha with a laser gun. But James Eha held up his guitar and deflected the laser gun into like one of Max Weinberg's band members and the head exploded. <laughs> it was pretty good. Man, Conan show for that time. 1995, so, Late Night with Conan. So great. Oh, man, that's golden times. <laughs> All right. So let's go to Porcelina, the epic song. Oh, if by epic you mean I get mean, to the I point, guys. <laughs> Two and a half minutes. What a great intro, though. I love the, like, the, it's like ocean, sea Oh, this is it. There's They do nothing for the first 30 seconds of this no, song. No, it has real, like, ding, ding, ding. It's good. Dude, it's blasted. Yeah. It's this is a desert island song. Tim, get down to the basement. I mean, guys, it, I'm listening to this. I'm going, guys, get to the point. Like, That's because you've been doing this for three hours. No, I'm if talking to them. You just heard this song, dude. The song's been going for like a minute now. It's a breezy build uh, up. Get to the point. Uh, for me, I'm just like, load up another one. <laughs> yeah, bro. This is, this is, stubs this in the is college door. I'm sorry, my phone's yeah. dead. I can't do any more bong <laughs> sound effects. <laughs> So oh, I'm gonna have yeah. to use my real bong and this do a is, this, real this thing's bong. Nine, sound nine plus minutes. You know, at this point in the album, does anybody want to hear a ten minute song? I don't. I'm so burned out at this point. Not like Stubbs in the college dorm burned out, but from a listening standpoint, I mean, God. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Can I ask a question while this song's playing that nobody cares about? Why did he name the first disc Starlight and the second disc Twilight or something? Dust to dawn and twilight to starlight. That's a real bong now. My phone <laughs> yeah. is dead. Tim, do you have any interviews where he explains what where, where he what the genesis of that was? Or no, I think he said something like the second half of the album, second disc is more metally songs and more harder songs. So it's more nighttime, like late night, and this one's more like prettier songs. So it's like twilight. Songs. Really? Because I think yeah. disc two has a lot of. What I would call pretty songs. It's, a, it's sort of similar. You know, well, like it starts the, off real metal, though. Second side with Bodies, where Boars Fear to Tread. Yeah, but it's got 33 and Stumbling. Two of my favorites are on disc two, and they're both, yeah. uh, I guess I'd call them Situation 2. Yeah, Type 2. I mean, yeah. This is a good song when they get type into two. it. Yeah. Hepatitis 2. I went ahead and just fast-forwarded six minutes of the nine-minute song, and like now I'm enjoying it. So See, nobody's ever gotten this far in this it's song. a little long-winded, right? Uh, is I, this the last song on the no. side? There's one, one more. more. Your yeah. favorite song coming to you from Mr. James Eha. <laughs> yeah. 
It was like, okay, we'll put you, we'll put this song on the album. It'll be the last song. And I they put it in the shittiest spot yeah. possible. I quoted that guy. Why is this a bad spot? It definitely changes. Like when you listen to the whole thing through, uh, when you don't have to like change a CD, the whole album changes. And when I say there's like songs I listen to the least in this album, I don't even count this song because I have never listened to this song. So I, this is I a take one. it off the it's record. It's a one forever. In my yeah. mind, it's basically off the record. You can't go lower than one. It right? never makes it on your iPod, right? One is like bottom, bottom rung. I've yeah. never like yeah. I, I have respect for James. I like that song "Blew Away" a lot. From Pisces carry out, but this song is just a snoozer. Yeah, it's this is boring. It's weird that it's on the album. Like, you think with Billy being such a dictator, he lets this one go? There, there's got to be backstory. <laughs> got to be backstory. There's got to be better ones. I don't know. Somebody caught somebody doing something they weren't supposed to be doing. And you guys, I'm peeking ahead to this too, and I'm just chomping at the bit. You got to have me back. Well, I'm a co-host, so obviously I will be Let's back. Let's talk Pat. about that. Will Matt be back? <laughs> Let's rank <laughs> Matt's experience yeah. from one to five okay, everybody, on a scale. Yeah. Well, Should we do I, a secret ballot, or are we all comfortable enough to be dicks? I have a couple other <laughs> notes. I have a couple other comments from notes to make right now. proven that we were comfortable enough to be dicks. All right. uh, we really better. need to wrap things up so, here. We got a whole other episode on this album. I'm just, I'm just curious, though, about overall album opinions now, because... You know, we already covered all the... You tell us. Well, I'm not going to tell you because... Tell us. Well, I actually want to know. Like, I'll start with Matt. Like, Matt, what would you rate the album on a one scale... One to five? One to five. Four. You give it a four. You want to know what your scores gave the album? Yeah. You gave the album a two. And um, your most occurring score was two. So hmm. that means that not only, like, on average, you think, you know, all the songs add up to a two, but you also had the most number of... Songs were number two. You're songs. a terrible co-host. I average number two. <laughs> yeah, your average was two two point three, and we round down because it's whole numbers. And you had more number two songs and more number ones as well. You had four four songs you gave a one and four songs you gave a two. I'm yeah. So it's kind of surprising. Not you back. You were well. supposed to be a foil for Stubbs. <laughs> well, look, the point is. I think you remember an album for its strong songs, not right. its weak songs. But but what's interesting about that is you have so you have you have eight songs that are ones and twos. Well, Matt and you only have that, and you only have five songs that are threes and above. And that's about accurate because when I listen to this album, I won't listen to it start to back, right. front front to back. Right. I'll listen. I'll, I'll cherry pick. I'll cherry pick this album. But you still think it's a good album, so maybe your methodology is flawed. Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is any album that has three or four tracks that are worth listening to, to me, that's uh, I'm a pretty tough grader. You have low so. standards. Stubbs, what would you give this thing? <laughs> uh, I think I would give it a one. It's, in <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Stubbs, your average worked out to a two, mm. but that's only because you had one song that you gave a five. And yeah. pretty much everything else was ones. Yeah. So you can't really go by average. If you go by your, your most occurring song, you had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine songs. Ten songs were ones that you would just throw away. The mode was one. Can exactly. I revise my overall score? I'll say three instead of four. Yeah, it's okay. close. Yeah. I, I gave the album a three, and, and my scores worked out to a three, but I had a bunch of number fives, like the most... The most songs, the most highest rated songs I had were, were five. So what that shows me is that there's a lot of hits on it. Like there's a, 
There's a lot of variation oh, yeah. in the album. So for me, and it's like, misses. yeah, there's like really bad songs and like really awesome songs. So Two I can't just like, misses. Tim, what do you think One of this album? James, don't even count. And Tim did not participate in our scale. He's like really down what on it. it. He's going to edit out all the references is, to the scale. But no, I'm, I'm just curious what the scale from uh, Stubbs' comments come out for. Stubbs' comments were off the charts for this one. What? He's what speaking, did I get overall for that? Stubbs' comments. What did my comments, at, what was my ranking average out to for his comments? They were all five because his... Score oh, it's reversed. It's the opposite. It was reversed. It's the scale's the reversed, remember? Hey. So that means your comments were terrible and It was a point. secret reverse scale, so actually they were all good. Not because it's my scale. I hold that power. Sorry. It's a reverse scale. <laughs> I, I guess what I'm trying to not prove, but like my, my theory is that you know, an album can be saved by having like a, a handful of really, really good songs. Yeah, and like the Katy Perry no album. Right. The Katy Perry album had a bunch of just hits. But know? it also proves my point that this double album could have been trimmed into one exactly. fantastic, exactly. iconic yeah. album. Get rid of all the ones and twos, and you've got about you know twelve to fifteen like hits. And th- it also proves my point that there's one good song on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's that the numbers don't lie. So we will not be Hips bringing the, the scale did not go over well with our main host. So we will not <laughs> be bringing that back. I, I like the scale actually. I think the scale is good. I like my scale too. I'm gonna keep my scale. <laughs> you keep your scale. What did the audience think? We'll see that in iTunes. Oh, that will come later with the we ranking in iTunes in the comments. We don't learn that right now. No, right now we're going to wrap me, up the show. Well, no, we got the people, wa- the people are watching the video feed. I can pull up the pull up the chat room and see what people are saying. They, they, yeah, they, we're getting live comments, live tweets, yeah, right? It says there's 2,380. Most of the, tweet, yeah, most of the tweets are jokes. They say, like, hashtag Tim suck a dick. <laughs> okay, this one is from Orange Wolf 26 It says... <laughs> He agrees with Stubbs' comments, but also can see why Tim would rank the uh, other com- comments on Stubbs' comments inversely. I don't know how he fit that into 140 characters. <laughs> oh, my God. I see one here that really liked Tim's drawing of a penis coming out yeah. the back of yeah. Stubbs' skull. I think that comment's getting voted to the top. Because you put that leg. on Instagram, right? That's where everybody's. It's on the Flower Seas the Hour Instagram page. Hashtag Hashtag her turkey leg is trending right now. Hashtag turkey leg penis (laughs) through a skull. Oh my god! You want Miss Petite Tina? She is tweeting at me. Oh oh my god! What'd you say? What'd you say? She's saying, "I remember you." I remember you. I'm still in love with you. Hold on, this this <laughs> what, this this woman is you. trashing Stubbs in the chat said, room. She said I'm not petite anymore. She's whoa, whoa, whoa! No, that that tweet was actually from Todd, not from Miss Petite. <laughs> I'm sorry. Petite's oh. in the chat room too. Oh, well, it is Todd and Petite. I'm gonna kick her out. Hold on, <laughs> they're married. He married his cousin. Maybe. I just I just booted Petite out of the chat room. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want. It, Greg. <laughs> oh, I'm sure she'll be tweeting still. History repeats itself. I blew it twice. <laughs> but uh, anyway, thanks for joining us. It's been a fun show. I had a good time talking about this album for the most part. Not always fun, but uh, otherwise, I think it's the greatest <laughs> album of all time. Better than Siamese Dream. I think we all, I think we all agree with that ultimately. Over yeah. it. So yeah, we all ended up agreeing that it was the best. Yeah. <laughs> so. I look forward to seeing uh, or talking about the next disc with everyone else. Ooh, yeah. That's a great fade out. All right, see everybody next time. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Woo!